0: What's up guys, this is Jeremy Vanderloop again with uh, our Let's Get Coffee podcast here at Crest, our flagship location in Tampa, Florida. Um, sorry, episode number two, I think Matt called it the inaugural episode, was the first one. What do you call a second episode? Inaugural number two? we're still trying to figure this stuff out. The deuce. <laughs> yeah. So this is my good friend, David Ney. Uh, David Nay is, uh, is pretty awesome. You actually have the reputation around here that you were the very first member of CRESS. That's
1: what they said. I guess I was the first one that... Uh... Number
0: one. You were the first one, period. Yeah, yeah. Very first. We still had drywall dust up. And you're like, no, here, I'm, I'm joining yeah, right yeah. now. And, uh, and that's what I love about, about you. You are a, a great visionary. Um, you carry an amazing heart and a just talented guy all around. And so uh, that's the whole point of these podcasts is just to get together with, uh, with guys in our community and that are doing really cool things and just really try to learn uh, from each other and just to let, let our, our viewers and listeners um, really learn from, from who you are and uh, a lot of times, our most of the time, a lot of our members, especially a guy like you, is like one of our founding members. Or, um, it, it, you guys are so busy out doing stuff that a lot of times you're not focusing on a platform of influence to you know. And you got a lot of a lot of wisdom, you know, nuggets of wisdom and, and different things that I've learned from you. And just uh, you know, I've have, have been pretty uh, you you've been instrumental in different parts of my life. And so, uh, you love cigars, do you know that?
1: Yeah, so they're seasonal for me though. I'll preface it like I can't. <laughs> This is the time of the year where yeah, cigars are a little more uh, enjoyable, especially when you can be outside. Oh so yeah. Yeah, I'm kinda coming in coming back into it.
0: Yep, absolutely. So I can't I can't hardly really smoke a cigar anymore though. Yeah. It it messes with my breathing too much now. So all right, but this is not a podcast about cigars, this is a podcast we don't inhale, so. about you. Uh, maybe I'm just doing it wrong. I don't know, but uh, definitely not healthy for me, I'll tell you that. Sure. So it's a we're all about a space for all of our health, so uh, I have simply cut that out for now. Um, my wife is grateful that I have. Uh, wives don't like that for whatever no, reason. No, it stinks. Stinky <laughs> kisses when you get back. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. Brittany's like, no way, no way. Not till you brush your teeth 17 times. Yeah. All right, so diving into this, David, introduce yourself. What do you do? Who are you? Um, what do you do for fun? What do you do for work? Uh, let's just start with that. What, so sure. Who, who are you? What do you do for work?
1: Well, again, my name is David Nay hamper resident since 2012. You know, prior to that, I, I grew up in my formative years in Indianapolis, Indiana, so midwesterner and hopefully all those good values that uh, that we're supposed to have. But yeah, you know, f- from a professional standpoint, since 2017, I've been, you know, an executive recruiter uh, within specific industry around you know, payment processing and fintech is a broad category. But any company that's moving money electronically, there's a lot of so, you know, hands in that, what, the process.
0: What type of executive, like, what does that mean to be an executive recruiter?
1: Well, I guess it probably means a lot of different things. I, I, I work on any type of position that a company within my industry needs help with uh, hiring from a probably a senior level you know, salesperson all the way up to, you know, COO um, and everything in between. So I think executive recruitment just defines more, you know, I'm helping companies fill jobs instead of. Do like staffing or contract work?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's like yeah. decision makers and high level guys.
1: Yeah, for the most part, there's you know th- there's there's a big mix in terms of people's roles. I use the term
0: guys, obviously that that can be men or women, but it's just the yeah. part of my thing. I don't know, you know, that's offended some people at times. i like, yeah. I just didn't. I mean, everybody, you know, yeah. when I say that, but I think the, executive search just you know yeah. probably more
1: career experience. You know, these aren't entry level positions. They're
0: they're more. I think we have to get up on our mics a little bit more. I keep hearing hearing your voice fade out. I don't know. If Sorry, it's, no, it's all right. It's a these couch. This couch was a good idea for hanging out and leisure, but um, I think we need to. I think I need to put the other booms on this thing to get a little bit closer. So, but we're we're good. We're still learning this stuff. Um, so you're an executive headhunter. I'm a headhunter. So I own head a business.
1: Hunter. I you know my clients are companies within the financial technology industry. You know here in the U.S. and you know overseas. Is that cutting in and out? Sorry. I think it is. But, you know, overall, you know, I find companies that need help hiring that are willing to pay me to help them fill jobs. And then I go out and find people that they're looking for.
0: So, what What's the greatest frustration in today's economic climate? I mean, it, it's November 16th, 2022. Uh, they're talking about, you know, major tech layoffs, major – all these yeah. things. And you're in, you're in kind of the technology space of recruiting, yeah. right, anyone that moves money. What, what What's the kind of the greatest frustration right now that you're seeing, especially as a headhunter? I mean, I'm sure you've just got – Pretty busy, right? Have you have you had multiple executive C-level guys that have gotten laid off that are now looking? I've, I, yeah. So um, busy
1: for, ideal busy for me is companies are hiring so fast that they can't keep up and they need help. You, know, you can also be busy by having a lot of people that, like you said, might have lost a job or are starting to look for something different, um, you know, that are asking you for help. So the best way to define what I do is I find people for jobs, not jobs for people.
0: Got it, got it. So have you seen? Have you seen like your clients? Have they? Has it kind of dripped a little bit? Because I've I've heard, and the reason I'll preface this question, and then, I, I just read an article. Even I think it was this morning that uh, you know was it Facebook laid off fifteen hundred people? Yeah. Twitter just did that thing with Elon. You know, um, but I also was reading this thing is like, but there's more jobs posting from higher tech, like these smaller tech guys. They're spending more money in tech right now, and they're basically. So there's there's two ways to look at it. They're like, "Wow, we just got a massive talent pool that we can now grab from." So now they're like, "Let's grab them while we can." Yep. Um, what are you personally experiencing being in that industry? Yep.
1: So I would what you just said is completely appropriate in terms of one of the one of the jobs I'm working on right now. Um, you know, there's a there's a I'd say, you know, during COVID, things kind of pause, but right out of COVID, anything anything e-commerce, online, purchasing related. Those companies, especially the larger ones, started raising money, continued raising money, and really hired aggressively through the latter part of 2020 and all of 2021 and first half of this year. So the companies that are laying off, I would say in our industry, you know, Stripe is a big one. So you know Stripe? Yeah, we use Stripe, yeah. You guys use Stripe. So they let off. they let off about 14% of their workforce, I think, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Okay, and then you know, you saw that elsewhere with Facebook and uh, Twitter, but you know, essentially, yeah, the larger companies that overhired because they had a lot of cash and a lot of you know momentum in the market. Now they're those guys are kind of constricting a little bit. With okay. the playoffs. but a lot there's still a lot of mid market, mid sized companies it. that are so continuing
0: to grow. So it's I think recent really like principles are few and never change. They're eternal. Methods are many and change regularly. And so I think principles, they kind of jump industries, right? So I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I'm in real estate. Um, uh, before that was in the music industry. And uh, talking about you, not about me, but I, I, we've noticed, like, there was this giant push of people raising, raising, raising. Interest rates were low. And so we've seen a recoil in the market. And it, and we knew it was, was going to be like a light switch. So we... We'd started planning and prepping to not be in this position. So we're, we're in a good spot now. I don't have a whole lot of inventory. think we have one that we're trying to finish, and I'm not super nervous about it. Uh, but I know a lot of guys are hurting because the market's now recoiled. We're estimating um, about a 10% recoil in the urban core right now. But a lot of that had to do with there was just so much money and cheap money right. that these guys were just jumping. So it, it's, it's really hard to tell to see what the real value of the market and the economy was because it was just – shooting for the stars, shooting yeah. for the stars. And so it was a very similar experience then in the tech world. These yep. guys just, hey, you know, we can, let's get it when the getting's good. Let's make hay in the sunshine. And now they're like, all right, let's cut it. Yeah. And so um, what. They're wh- just
1: preparing for, you know, a potential recession. I think we're basically there. But Yeah, yeah. 2023. <laughs> we,
0: um, are, we are for sure. We were, pre- We were planning a recession in March right. of last year or this year. And uh, and so, so for me it was like understanding these markets as a young guy, right? It um, was was really important. But listening to these older guys. So I, that's kind of what I'd love, you know, just to glean wisdom from what you're seeing and the headhunting executive tech space for specifically financial tech. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think what do you think's gonna happen in, in the tech world with processing money? Have you gotten into like NFTs and crypto and some of those spaces? Or I mean
1: I've been I've been a I've been a spectator and um, yeah. especially the last couple of weeks, it's, based, you know, had a lot of people reach out and said, I, you know, went from kind of traditional payments to, you know, went to a more crypto environment and, and one guy that uh, screwed everything up for everybody. The ripple effect, of course, financially with FTX, you know, sort hurt a lot of people, but there's a lot of companies that are going under now because.
0: Well, walk through that. What, what, so so what it, what it, for those of us that don't know what that is, FTX and those type of things, so what happened in that market of digital currency and, and, and that whole space? It's,
1: it's, it's kind of complicated. I'm not an expert in it by any means, but essentially you had a company that, um, you know, if you parallel with traditional banking services around cash, you know, banks want deposits, banks will offer you lines of credit, offer you, you know, mortgages, credit cards, uh-huh. different services. Well, FTX is main platform provided similar type of banking services, but instead of cash deposits, they were taking, you know, cryptocurrency deposits. Okay. And then in addition to, you know, providing those types of services where people could park their money with FTX and then they would, um, you know, offer them lines of credit to borrow against it. Um, You know, FTX launched their own cryptocurrency. And from what I understand is, you know, the fraud was around using people's crypto deposits for their own business purposes. inflating Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what everybody says. Ponzi scheme. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Right. So the guy went down.
0: That impacted the entire global market Absolutely. of crypto. Yep. Dang.
1: And any company that had any ties.
0: Do they have access to this guy or is, is he gone? He's
1: in the Bahamas, yeah.
0: Wow. Oh. But
1: yeah, it's a, it's a huge. I mean, that's. I mean, you can go conspiracy theory on this because a lot of people have, but. You know, a lot of the money that, um, you know, the U.S. was giving to Ukraine throughout the last, what, 12 months, a lot of, you know, you, you know, somehow Ukraine had extra money that they needed to invest, and they invested a significant amount of it into FTX. And FTX was, outside of George Soros, was the second, you know, Sam Bankman Fried you know, was the second highest Democratic donor. Wow, so we talk about money laundering too, right? So
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's I was not expect. That's what I love about like podcasts and our Crest And yeah. I mean, they just flow, and it's so yeah. much fun because I didn't know. I didn't know you even knew much yeah. about that stuff. You know, way more about this stuff than I do. I'm like hearing about it for the first time right now. I'm sure a lot of people are that way. When you think
1: about this, you know. Everybody knows Bernie Madoff. Everybody knows Enron. You think about these big corporate scandals, right? Well, this this scandal is is bigger than Madoff. Wow. Okay. So you'll. You'll probably see something on Netflix. Somebody will do a documentary on it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be coming soon. So,
0: but you're, you're this is kind of like your world though. In a little bit, less crypto, more traditional, more traditional. But thing. you, but you have to understand kind of what's going on in the tech space. And I guess that's kind of where that came from. That question is yeah. you're you're in the tech space for recruiting, so you recruit tech executives specifically, niche down in the financial sectors.
1: Yeah. So anything of you know you think about fintech, it's really. You know, the the digitization of, of money. Yeah. Right? So, there's digital services now. That and you're really good at
0: this. I don't... I mean, I'm saying you're really... Good I I've watched you do this, and you're very good at it. And how... It's been a year since you've been on your own. Yeah, a long time how, How's list. that first year
1: going, man? A lot of learning, for sure. <laughs> you know... Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think, you know, I was... I, was just, I forget who said it. I don't know. Forgive me for not quoting this, but says most people overexpect what they can do in a year and totally underestimate what they can do in three. Yeah. So yeah.
0: there's multiple ways of saying that.
1: But that's that was totally me, right? You know, I, I came in with some aggressive goals, and, you know, I think, in the, you know, in Luke 14, it says count the cost, right? Yeah. If you're going to do something, count the cost. Well, I, I didn't. Quick,
0: quick question How, How'd you do compared to just working for somebody else? I mean, if you're comparing, like, you're competing against yourself, you're working for yeah, yourself. Yeah, total
1: production was probably compared to last year was compared to my last year working with somebody else, was probably down 25%. Not bad, but... It's not bad at all.
0: Yeah. If you had it, the top three takeaways from going, from working at a high... I mean, you were doing really well working for somebody else doing this exact same thing, um, to now going working for yourself in your first year. To By the way, to only lose 25% of your revenue working for yourself in your first year, every time I've started a company, I think I'm on my third company now, the first year... I'm losing money. I'm not profitable at all. I'm just, I'm not making anything. It's all just grinding and crawling and be like, okay, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt. How do I, how do I get this up off the ground? And I don't, you don't even start producing revenue, like significant profits till like year three. And so if you'd only be down 25% is actually a huge thing. I'm just being honest with you. Like it's because there's, there's just a lot of learning curve. And so I think you're in a good space that by, by that, but if you were to tell somebody, being a successful startup now, within a year, as a solopreneur, because you don't have any employees, right? It's just you. Mm-hmm. So what are your top three takeaways that you would give, your top three highlights and learns of being self-employed for the last year?
1: Yeah, and I don't know if this is any particular rank order, but you know, the first thing, for me specifically, most of the battles were in my own head. Okay. I read, a, there's a book by a guy named Stephen Pressfield called the, the, the War of Art. Okay. so any type of creative entrepreneurial any type of endeavor that any of us take on that um, you know requires us to change or you know requires us to take on um, you know a goal of, of going from where we're Sorry at to that. a better spot right um, improving ourselves starting you know uh, he, he was a screenwriter in, uh, in Hollywood so he related a lot of this to the you know writer's block but yeah but anyway I think the the big takeaway with that book is he talks about the resistance, being this, you know, this thing in our minds that all of us face about, um, um, you know, ultimately leading to procrastination. So, my, to talk about a takeaway, you know, self discipline is huge, and the way that we talk to ourselves is, yep. is huge because yeah. there's, there's a roller coaster. sometimes you're riding high, sometimes you're you're not, but. I think for me going out on my own, there was really no, there's nobody I was accountable to other than, you know, my, my home and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being on my own, being, being independent and not having a lot of you know, structure or self-discipline that was, that led me to kind of go on a little roller coaster mentally
0: of, wow. Oh, I'm, you
1: know, imposter syndrome. Am I even good at this? Can wow. I yeah. That yeah. That a that lot happened? of that
0: self-doubt, right? So some of those, yeah. those feedback loops yeah. that you come in. i um, sorry for, 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 uh, um, for this, my wife was calling and was on do not disturb. And so it's like she calls twice, then it goes through. It's important, yeah. it's important but it, it's okay. I've got it. We've got it. Yeah. We can push uh, pause. No, no, we don't have to push pause. Okay. It was, uh, It was. can you pick up the kids at this time? <laughs> uh, so, you know, family, we're family guys. So this is what it is. Uh, but so I apologize though, because like I know it's being filmed too. And I was like, what's that guy doing on his phone? Well, this guy's saying this really good, deep takeaways. I was like, I'm listening, but I'm also prioritizing. Because someone, you know, could, you know, I don't know. We got four kids, home, so someone could be dying yeah. or, uh, you know, going to the hospital. You just never know. So you always have to take time to. That's kind of a rule. That sometimes my wife, uh, you know, the emergency is not an emergency in my end, but it is on hers. You know, so it's life. You know, it's that like if you good. call twice, then it's someone's dying. It's emergency. I'll answer every time or text you back. Um, but it's a good rule, by the way, guys. Make sure you prioritize your wives and your kids, no matter what you're doing. There's right. a little commercial there, right? Prioritize your wife and kids, even in the middle of a podcast. And uh, if you're friends, they're gonna forgive you for being rude because they understand what priorities are. Right? Yeah, no, we're but um, no. So you're talking about discipline, right? That is one of the greatest hurdles. Period. And that, that's just one takeaway. Yep. you've gotten right. Is discipline and you know, you know the expectations you put on yourself. Yeah. So there's two. So that's yeah. two. Yeah. So it, it's. Uh, and so there's so many ways of this principle, right? So it's like people under anticipate what they can do in a day, right. or they over anticipate what they can do in a day. Under anticipate what they can do in a year. People uh, over anticipate, under anticipate what they can do, over anticipate what they do in a year versus what they can do in ten years. I love that you brought that up because that's basically our thing. I I, I love. Uh, have you read the book Good to Great? Yeah. Jim Collins. I yeah. mean, I just like it's like one of my favorite books. Probably my one of my top five books is that book, and uh, and just their whole process of your B H A G. Your big, hairy, audacious goal, and all these things that you you just want to be out there and just drive and drive and drive and be a purpose driven entrepreneur, purpose driven company, something that endures for multiple generations beyond you. But starting out that first year in that crawl stage, like the crawl walk run model, right, of business, is just it, it, the crawl stage. Just it just sucks. Yeah, it sucks money. It sucks energy. It sucks emotions and and and, and time. And you just have to have. Grit and willpower to make it out even in your first year because you are your own worst enemy. Would you agree with that? 100%. Like self self doubt that that whole am I am and am I this is an imposter syndrome? All that man was just like, yeah. I get it. Yeah, and I get it every day, even though I've been an entrepreneur for fifteen years. It's like, do I know what I'm doing? Everyone's looking for answers. I don't know what the answer is, Right? You have that whole thing, and and so like so. But we're talking about discipline. Are you are you you familiar with like the three Ds of discipline? Have you heard of that? I think you've said it once. I don't know. Maybe. So you're talking, and it's so crucial because to be successful in any industry, in any part of your life, it takes disciplined people with disciplined thought segueing into disciplined action. Yeah. Right? And so those rhythms that you created to be successful, let's talk about some of those self-disciplines. You obviously had to discipline yourself to become a disciplined person. Then you had to discipline your thought right yeah. take control of the thought i would say and then discipline action i'm still in the working this is a journey bro you're yeah. never, done. never done we'll be 85 and still having this conversation oh yeah remember man i'm struggling with this discipline action right now this discipline right. starts with just having the desire i want to be disciplined and i'm going to be disciplined in myself i'm going to wake up for morning routine so let's right. let's have, talk about those three d's that you've learned this year in that context i'm mean, your disciplined person now you have disciplined thought, and you have disciplined actions. Yeah, well, there's always room to grow. But how have you seen yourself grow in the last year in those three Ds? Person, thought, action.
1: I think it's probably a little more awareness of of, of who I am, and, and you know, I think instead of like, I definitely don't feel like I am an extremely disciplined person yet. But when it comes to when it comes to knowing what I should do. I think the yes. Are
0: the you more disciplined today than you were a year ago?
1: I think so. Boom. But it, incrementally. Here's the not, deal. We're not talking big shit.
0: We chat, celebrate not. the 1% move, sure. right? Yeah. Like what, what is our, what, the Todd father, right? He's speaking in the Crest chat tomorrow on, on, on mental health, uh, achieving and maintaining a healthy mindset. Yeah. That dude's got a mindset about him, right? Yes. But he always talks about celebrating progress over perfection, um, and then that's that phrase has like caught wildfire recently, but I, we heard Todd, Todd talked about that years ago, talking about don't chase the horizon, it's right. always there. Um, but it's celebrating your growth, taking the time to celebrate your progress and understanding that you're winning. Right, James Clear on Atomic Habits talks about that. Or he talks about like that, that 1% movement daily. Right. Right? And so I, I want to encourage you that you are a disciplined person because you're more disciplined now, even if it's a three-degree discipline right. change in the last year. You're disciplined, bro, and I'm prou- I've seen it. Getting, getting I've better. seen it, dude. I'm very proud of you and the discipline that you have I appreciate in that. your life, man. It's awesome. Um, I interrupted. I apologize. I have a bad habit of that.
1: It's all good. But I think you know when you're talking about <laughs> when you're talking about it's ADD kicking in. When you're talking about discipline, I think um, you know for me from a from a work perspective, it's you know, one of the things that I've learned and I'm continuing to battle. Is like you know, don't wait till you feel don't wait till you feel good or motivated do the act don't wait for the perfect environment, the perfect headspace mm. before you before you Bro, that'll pick, pick up will the phone there. and yeah. start calling or you know, do the activities that you know have to get done. Um so for me it's like committing to taking the action regardless of how I feel.
0: Oh perfection will never perfection is the killer of all things growth and innovation. I I was talking to like one of my team members today, like with like dialoguing with you on that. Like, yo, get me, like, 50%. Give me 80% and then move on it. Right. Right. The only way you're going to learn is by just failing. Yeah. And you pick it up, right? Pick yeah. up the slack. So, so that's discipline you. H- how have you disciplined your thinking in the last year as a startup entrepreneur?
1: Well, you know, in terms of sometimes I feel like I'm a basket case, especially this past year. I think...
0: Oh, thank God I'm not the only one. I think one. going into this... Oh, my gosh. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I feel like I turned
1: into a basket case going out on my own, but... Oh, you know, yeah. I've been up and down multiple <laughs> points. Of speed gosh. But um I just one of thought. I think I think number one, committing to showing up.
0: They say, um, Oh, man. it's a good one. You know,
1: good riders that have rider's block, you know, it's not that they have a hard time riding. It's the hardest part is getting in the chair and starting to ride no matter what. Yeah. Doing, doing the work, and then allowing your activity to get you in a better frame of mind. But um, just show up. You got to at least show up, right? And it's just, um, you know, that's been the the attitude this you Just keep showing up. And you know, if you do these things, you know, if you do these five things today, you can you can wind down at five and know you did a good job today, regardless of what mm-hmm. that's led to in terms of an outcome.
0: All right, all right so so if we're people trying to get a takeaway so your first one that you've learned how have you been more disciplined as a person disciplined person in one word two words or less
1: showing up and taking action
0: showing up taking action right yeah. and then in your thought right how has that translated into a tangible actionable thought like what do you like what do you have to think about to show up what do you have to tell yourself
1: It's non-negotiable I think um, it's easy you know when I wake up having the thought of man you know, I really don't have anything on my calendar till 10, you know. Yeah. Therefore, do I need to show up before, you know, 10 o'clock? Yeah, of course you do. There's stuff that um, you're going to need to do, you know, starting at 830, like a normal person. To yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think the transition for me was I've always been accountable to somebody else. Being accountable myself has been the, been the, been the learning. Well, um,
0: that's the beautiful thing of the two economies, right? That we learned about. Two economies is you're a W 2er, nine to fiver. You get paid to show up. You get paid to show up regardless of the results, you're getting a paycheck. Con to that, that's a pro, right? You know, you got a paycheck every other week um, as long as you're not fired or laid off, right? So there's a higher risk on that than I look at as an entrepreneur. I don't, no one has that over me. The only way, you know. And so, um, but there's usually a cap, right? The W twoers. I mean, there's only so much you can make as a W Uh I mean, what's the highest paid W er that's not like a C level executive? You think like
1: probably a probably a salesperson that's chasing big whale deals.
0: They're not even a W twoer.
1: I mean, they get a little base, but
0: the majority. So watch of whales, this. Yeah. So if you just described somebody who's in the second economy. Yeah, they're the results economy. So sales guys aren't even the W tours So take the sales guys out of it because they're they're actually in with the entrepreneurs right. and the results. Right? If they the only thing you're guaranteed over in this economy is you're guaranteed to not make any money if you stop moving if you don't show up. Right? You're guar- over here you're guaranteed all this stuff. So why on earth are you an entrepreneur? the The, the cap, in my opinion, the cap for W twoers is about 150 grand a year, which is a really good living um no commission basically it's just you're straight nine to five i'm paying you for your time and you're a software developer or something like that um and a you know attorney you know like like it's but even attorneys have like you know these results based. like if they don't show up and produce clients and hours and stuff like that they're billable hours it's like you know that's so even they're in a results driven right so you see anybody doing a quarter million or more it is for sure in the second category of the economy yeah. results based. There's sales and there's entrepreneurs. The thing that's most intriguing, why why was somebody willing to jump into that results based economy that they're guaranteed to lose money if they stop moving versus the the yeah. safety net of a W tour.
1: I think the big the big appeal for me personally was, you know, freedom, not having to answer anybody. Okay. But with you know, I guess the lesson to that is you know, freedom You still freedom, have to answer somebody freedom doesn't mean you can do whatever you want, whenever you I mean you have to have some discipline built in there. But I think the other thing was and especially in, in my world of, of recruiting, you know, I saw that, you know, based on the work that I was doing, I was giving up half of the half of the revenue on every project I completed. And I figured if I can do the same work on my own, those expenses, you know, or a fraction of what you know what the cost would be. So at any rate, I wanted to keep more of the pie and just mm-hmm. be independent and have some freedom. So yeah, I had the confidence after four years of, of, of working for somebody I, else that I could probably pull that
0: off. I definitely think one of the great myths that people believe about being an entrepreneur is that I'm an entrepreneur, so I have now this immense freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, and the answer is you're 100% true to that. That is actually... 100% accurate. Where the myth comes in is that it just happens. Yeah. The reality is that it takes diligence and focus and a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work with no reward in the front. Only guarantees to lose money. Right. right. But then you're working away a way that most people aren't willing to work, so then you can live in a way that most people can never live. Right. And So my opinion, why I camp out in the results economy and why you camp out is because there is no ceiling
1: right yeah.
0: i can go and i don't exchange an hour i exchange an idea and a thought and a product and a service and a like, all right, what can we do how do we scale this in one idea with a lot of effort a lot of a lot of hard work that's that's the what my mentor taught me years ago so you know the difference between a great idea and a great profitable one yeah. no i got all these ideas I, I mean one of he's like hard work yeah. you pick one you pick a direction and you start hitting it over and over and over and over again you stop spreading your, your ideas out you stop chasing the shiny syndrome right yep and so that's why I'm proud of you. You've stayed consistent. Like, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to do this. And so, I, you know, from, from a guy from the outside looking in, you're, like, you're wildly successful.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I think, you know, the grass is never greener. It's just... It's just grass. I think it's finding what you, what you enjoy doing, what you're competent at doing. And it's just grass. Yeah. Either, either
0: way, way, way. it's grass. Yeah. Like, you, you, know, still gotta work. you still got to work. still got to work, man. You gotta, still got to chew it, right? Yeah. Grass is greener. It's just grass, guys. It yeah. doesn't mean it's any, you know, it's just grass um but uh it's pretty funny actually oh, so so the th- on the 3ds kind of wrapping this back in what are some daily actionables that you've created in rhythms in your own life so you're now you're a disciplined person now you have disciplined thought how has that translated into disciplined actions on a daily in the context of just work every yeah. life it's you we're talking about you we're getting coffee it's just friends hanging out
1: yeah i think um you know, the discipline actions for me are basically what I need, what I know I need to produce in a, you know, at the end of five days. You,
0: you have a, so it's five-day rhythm. Yeah. So what, what, walk me through, like, your five-day rhythm. What do you, what do you do? How do you draw out your five days into today?
1: So I start on Monday. I mean, the first thought is, you know, my goal every week is to find, you know, is to get two first-round interviews with the clients that I'm working with. So to get two first-round interviews, that means I have to so – You start with a target. You start with a goal. There's a metric. There's there's, there's two first-round interviews each week is the goal. Okay. So if I'm starting the week and I'm you know, I'm starting from scratch and I don't have any clients, then I know I'm probably not going to get two first-round interviews that week. So everything I do is ba- built around finding companies to – Got to get a client. Got to get a yeah. client. Got to get a job search. So once you have those, then for me it's a matter of finding them um, – you working back from two first round interviews which means that i need to send the client probably four people total and in order to send four people total that means i need to probably screen How did you eight. find this rhythm?
0: It was a you know it's a
1: it's kind of a rec- standard recruiting metric um, that was taught to me.
0: So but, yeah. w- the whole point is that your discipline action is built into a rhythm rhythm system. Yep. Right? You you begin to process and you begin to to ha- how have you tuned that system to your own liking in your own company over the last year. How have I tuned it? Yeah, you know, like like I dialed it in. How do you tune it up? How do you how yeah do you that's a moving target for me. Right? But it's you know, all yeah, that's why I asked the question. I think um,
1: <laughs> I think starting with you know, if I was if I only measured myself on the on the projects or the jobs that I like filled successfully. Yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of time that goes in between it, it's hard to measure your success on a weekly basis if, if you're measuring the end result, and that's it. So, so
0: we, we are working on measuring our success on a daily basis yeah. through daily metrics.
1: Well, I think it, it's important to get down to that.
0: You have to. Yeah. Like we, we were just at this uh, um, Vern Vern uh, Scaling Up, Vern, Vern Harnish. Yeah. Awesome. I went with Todd, actually, and I uh, flew Brian out there to Denver. And one of my favorite things was this fighter pilot. Um, she was awesome. I can't remember her name, so if you're ever watching this, I apologize for not rem- but uh, she said the, the the 1 to 60 rule. Have you heard that rule? Mm-mm. And so she, I, I might mess this up. I might, I might miss the calculation off. But she's like, if you're off your target by one degree, basically, if you're going like 100 miles an hour, like an hour, you are 60 miles off your target if you just are one degree off when you take off. Yep. And the powerhouse of that, what we're talking about, these daily metrics and these, These rhythms, these five day rhythms, is that you have to be paying attention to your your KPIs daily and identifying, hey, what is this metric that I need to understand? Because if I'm off by one degree, if I'm only reviewing it once a week or once a quarter or once a month, it gets very expensive, and I'm 60 miles off my target, right? Instead of like, so that's why I love that question because it's like, yo, what are your dailies? What are your, you know, what what's your? And every time I talk to like a successful entrepreneur, they always have a rhythm a weekly rhythm that comes down to a daily practice of, yeah. like, I got three items that I have to hit this day. I have, you know, all these things. I just I always love hearing people's methodology of applying that principle that they've uncovered and figured out. And maybe some of our younger viewers or our w 2 that are watching in the future, they're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that it was that. It's just the small incremental movements that then give you great com- compounded success. Absolutely. Right.
1: Yeah, I think the frustration for me without having like a metric on a weekly basis at least was I get to the end of the week and I didn't make a I didn't fill a job right and that happened week, you
0: know,
1: weeks on weeks on weeks in yeah. a row. and it's like how do I know if I did a good job that week well you don't because you know, you're not, you're really not measuring checking. it you're not measuring yeah. anything so <laughs> at any rate I found the right things to measure for me boom and that dictates what I do on a daily basis
0: so, so you found so how how did you find it you had to ask the right question well,
1: yeah, because right? well, uh, I'm a pretty black and white person, meaning, yeah. you know, I like to have clarity and not just, uh, you know, wing it, so, I w- you know, my big question to the you know person I was working with was, you know, what am I supposed to be doing on a daily basis? How are we measuring this? How do I, how do I get maybe a little more predictable results? You know, what's the most important thing that I can control? Because in recruiting, you can't, because you're dealing ultimately with a company who probably has three or four people involved in deciding to make a mm-hmm. hire, and then you have you have the candidates that you're sending over to them, so your outcome is really based on other human beings. And there's a lot you don't have control over, right? You yeah. have Control over the amount of money they're going to offer them. You don't have control over the person's going to say yes. I mean, the f- I remember the first one, I, the first placement I ever made. The guy's wife taught or it wasn't a placement. It was the first offer I got. The guy's wife talked him out of it. So <laughs> you can't control that. So yeah. what I can control is you know the amount of people, you know, the people that I introduce to my clients. And hopefully in an ideal scenario the people I show them are the people they'd be interested in so when I think about what's important on a weekly basis it's it's how many people if they get interviewed then they then I did my job finding the right people and that's about as much of the process I can control
0: so it's awesome man so uh, a question now we' we're, you're a member of Crass? yep you were we, we started off you are the very first member. Um, and you were, I mean, talk about an early day. You were drywall dust everywhere, and you were coming here before it was done. And uh, I, I still have in my phone, you created, like, a photo. You were so pumped. And, like, the, the outdoor wasn't even cl- I mean, it just looked like an old box. Like, none of, none yeah. of the – we hardly had furniture. I don't think we had even decor up on the walls. I mean, it just didn't look like anything it looks like right now.
1: Yeah, you come me in a really good time because, like, you know, I was – there's a lot of – energy and enthusiasm around launching my own business and yeah you know, there's a lot of um you know enthusiasm around you know cbmc tampa with what we're you know working towards and i see this facility and you know think about my personal work situation plus the opportunity to bring other mm-hmm. you know people you know, here build a community it, so
0: why why did you join crass what was appealing even before like, I, I i know pe- why people join at times now yeah. it didn't look anything like how it looks right now there's no one in the building right why did you join
1: well, I bought into. I, I I agreed with the vision that you had set. You know that, that that early in the process of building a community of, you know, entrepreneurs and you know people that would be sim, probably people that are dealing with similar challenges in their own you know line of work or their own business and, um, you know, being in an environment that had that spark and energy. Right. You know, I'm I'm coming f- out of a place of working from home. Right. Mm-hmm. I get out of bed. I go downstairs and I'm in my office like. There's really no separation from life and work, and there's really it was really isolating, right? So I think being a part of CRESS would solve for those two things around community and and um, you know having separate you know having separation from from home. So yeah,
0: so that's why you joined was just to try to have the practical. I need the separation. I need yeah. the third space, uh, the ancillary uses, but also the vision behind it. Yeah, I could yeah.
1: I, I can imagine just like you were talking, you know. The amount of people that are are involved, the, the you know the different people that are in here on a weekly basis, the events, you know, yeah, you're um, really a good community where in a, in a good environment to you know develop people and and give them a give them a place to you know flourish.
0: Yeah, what have you gotten out of being a part of this community that you weren't expecting to get out of it, if anything?
1: I didn't think I'd be on a podcast. I'm not. I'm a little shy in that regard, but, um, no, I think, you know, it's been interesting to see the, the, the evolution of this because, um, you know, starting with maybe a handful of people and then you, know, you guys just started getting the word out and I came here to, d- you know, every time I come in, I can always kind of tell the energy level based on the parking lot, right? Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of cars out there today. Yeah. So I knew that there was stuff happening, right? Yeah, so yeah. You're in a meeting, you know, there's people down here working. Um, I know that, you know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of energy here. So, at
0: any rate, um, but what what you have you? I, so have you not gotten anything that you weren't anticipating to get out of it?
1: I don't think so. I think for me personally, just you know, I probably underutilized the space uh, more than I anticipated. I yeah. thought I'd be here more often, and that's really just been on me of you know not getting on the not getting out of my own neighborhood um, and getting uh, getting down here. But
0: so you'd use the space more if if it was closer. Obviously. Oh my gosh,
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we're seeing. So we're working towards
1: proximity that. matters. I think you know. Uh, I didn't last year this time. I didn't think it would be a big deal at all. But I think I kind of kind of got into my own little, you know. Uh, I don't say safe spot, but I got in a comfort zone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally kind of isolated myself a little bit, you know, for a while. But um, yeah, I think I th- I probably. I've underutilized it more than I thought I would 12 okay. months ago. But, yeah. But every time I am here, it's always, you know, I, it is a productive time, you know, in terms of the work I get done, but also just being able to talk to all sorts of different people. It,
0: it's it's interesting because, like, when we're looking at, like, our, 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 our peers here, um, our family, our members, the, the people that, that we do daily life with, um, you know, Crest is still a startup, but we obviously have this big big goal and dream in the next 10 years to – have a pretty amazing impact on culture and society and just those that are each, you know, we have, you know, we want to reach 200,000 people have, you know, 10 years, right. Yeah, and, uh, and have 150 locations. And yeah. I just looked at our second location uh, potentially yesterday. I don't know. I don't think we're going to go for it, but you know, we we're, we're hoping to expand because I'm realizing like, you know, we need to, we're going to take it to the people. And so, you know, you know, you know, kind of my expansion strategy that we want to do, but I'm, I'm always learning and trying to learn as much as possible to create the best experience. And the only way you can learn is to fail, right? Over and over and over again. And so with that, obviously, we're working on the proximity. That's a portion of growth and scale and, you know, capital, energy, time, all that stuff. And so um, why, are you, why are you keeping your membership?
1: Oh, man. Well, I, I, every time I, you know, when I am here, I see the growth. I mean, it's, it's, it's tangible. Um, you know, I think walking in every day when i am here you know seeing travis <laughs> yeah. or uh, ryan yeah you know getting a, getting a good greeting and a cup of coffee and then i'm you know either going straight to work or stopping and talking to yeah you know, some other folks but um i stay here because i i, I know that the potential is going to continue to um, be realized it's going to continue to grow uh, i think it's a great you know it's a great spot to be a part of even if it is you know one or two days a week, but um, well, and
0: some people only come like once a month, once every two months, once three months, right? And it's yeah. it's quite an engaging experience. Like, they're like, I just like see the value just to have, and for us, we're just trying to understand. Like, I mean, all right, how do we serve people better, get them more engaged? And so that's that's the the kind of like my my one of my last questions is, what are we failing at? What can we get better at? How can we how how can we serve our our people, our members, the, the entrepreneurial, the creative, the leaders um, at, a, at a more effective and more efficient way. And, and, and our storytelling is getting a little bit better. And I, I don't know if I've shared this with you. So right now what we do here is we produce and support quality community. So you are not buying into a co-work space. You haven't bought into anything. You know, It, 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 it is a space that you are here, exactly how you're describing it. Yep. We're trying to create that quality community for you to make you the best you can be to be that support group for you right as a as a, as as an ecosystem of of community mm-hmm. and then our promises as a as as an organization as a as a space as a community is that we promise that you will thrive here that you'll connect here and that you'll dream here are we doing all right on those promises I'd say so
1: for me you know it's always it's good to be around you know people with similar stripes meaning yeah Kind of similar attitude and mindset around life, faith, and business, right? Just to just to be in the environment, whether you're you know working together or, 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 or talking or not, just to be there. Um, I think that's inspiring, right? Being around people like you and just thinking about. I just remember when you told me you were doing this. I was like, how the heck are you pulling this off? <laughs> just to buy it and rehab it, just to just to get it to a point where it uh, it was a year ago. So I was impressed and blown away by the. Possibility that somebody, you know, a peer of mine, um, you know, with similar, you know, similar thoughts and similar, uh, you know, background, could pull that off. So I just wanted to be around it, just to kind of Kay. maybe get some, you know, get some of that energy from osmosis or just being in the environment. So you know, that was a big appeal to me. But um, just
0: I think you're doing well in terms of hit me right on the face, like what are you know, we failing at? How can I? How's hard I do to this say better? because
1: you're doing something that's not really. <laughs> you do I mean, it's not like you can compare it to three other franchises in a similar, yeah. kind of niche category,
0: right? So well, yeah, we're for, we're front runners in some degree, yeah. of, of a brand new industry and space. But I I, I just got to know.
1: Well, I think the in, the environment is, is key, and okay. that's I think it's it's a welcoming environment and certainly a, an easy place to get stuff done.
0: Um, that's where we're winning. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs>
1: Trying to think of uh I am not a very critical person. I told you
0: before we got in here, like I'm way more critical than myself. But I, I really, we really want this information, man. We really because we're gonna take this, I'm gonna bring this to my team, and we're gonna we're gonna just work on it. Yeah. And that's what I want our viewers and listeners to hear is like you have to even when it's hard, even when everyone's like cheerleading, oh you're killing it, you're killing it, you're killing it, find that weed that is just growing in the garden. That one even if it's one percent from somebody. That's so I'm I'm impressed a little bit like. Where am I sucking right now in this? Is this, in this endeavor?
1: This is a tough one, and I, I know you told me up before we started <laughs> that you were going to ask this, and I've been racking my brain trying to think about it.
0: But yeah, I'm just—it's hard for you because you've seen it. You've seen such rapid movement and growth.
1: Yeah. I've seen a ton of growth, so it's hard to yeah. say. It's hard to nitpick.
0: Um... Come on, man! I wish I had something. One for thing, you. one thing that we could do better. Give me that 1 degree adjustment cuz i'm 60 miles off course right now no you're right on it no nah, i'm i'm still 60 miles okay. off how do we get going you know how do we i'm hungry for criticism
1: i think if i can say yeah in terms of criticism in an ideal situation i would have i would have not gosh how do i say this the right way
0: as brutal as possible
1: well, there's a there's a there's a season where it was very you know I, I might have been the only person here for you know first couple months. Mm-hmm. So the growth, I think, I think the more people that are here on a regular basis, I think the more the the stronger the magnet.
0: So we can en- try to engage people to be here more.
1: Yeah, but I know that's hard, right? Because oh. if you ask me to be here more, it's like you know I.
0: Yeah. What can I do <laughs> that would intrigue you to be here more? Events, services, it's products.
1: Like, yeah, during the workday, it's like you can't really think about you
0: know, doing I, an event. Outside like, of the workday. Yeah. What can I do that would say, you know, I'm, I'm not missing that. I'm going to that, period. I'm going to drive. I'm going to make sure that it's on my calendar a month in advance because that is so valuable to me. What can I do that's like that, that will engage you and the other members more?
1: I think it, One thing I do miss. Uh, you know, in terms of yeah. CBMC, this is probably the first year I haven't been in a, a young professional group and kind of working, trying to work and support CBMC, to work on it versus my yeah. part of it. But I think you know, there's probably an opportunity here if if you had the right mix of six to eight guys to have a similar type of
0: okay. I'm gonna say mastermind. Yeah, right. we can do mastermind. Yeah, you, you s- call, you call it. it a mastermind. So if there was guys committed that, that that that
1: wanted to you know be there on a monthly basis, I think that would be that would be an interesting thing. Uh,
0: how how much is that worth to somebody? Is that included in a membership? Is that you know what what's it worth to? Because there's energy and, and expense that goes into something like that. But I'm all ears, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's in my heart to do it. I'm not sure from a cost
1: perspective what you know what 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 there would be to charge. I just think if there's some other guys maybe in a similar situation launching a business or you know, two years into running their own business. Got it. I, I think it's more. You know, just connecting seasonal members.
0: synergy of connection points,
1: just connecting some members that would, would see value. In maybe would resources. a
0: networking event do it or something a little bit more depth? I think
1: maybe something you know, quarterly, monthly, you know, okay, something you can get some rhythm with people. Take notes on that one. <laughs> I'm just I just think maybe, maybe having that type of a yeah, 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 more that's great, Or entrepreneurial round table like, type it, meeting. Got it, it doesn't have to be got long it long and exhaustive, but something where you know. So blame. a
0: group of guys would potentially do like a quarterly or monthly roundtable where they'd come in, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, everyone vote, or, or in advance we grab. This is like off the cuff. I love these because it just allows us to process. Off the cuff, be like, all right, so we, we cap it at eight people. And then, or say, say 12 people. We cap it at 12 people, and then every month or something, 12 people get together, and it's one person a month who has to bring up something that they're going through. And then you roundtable that. Yeah, you could you could do it. But they're very specific. They're entrepreneurs. They're 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 specific to season. They're specific to industry. Yeah. I love this. is a great learn for me of how it, how they keep. I you think it's an opportunity to build community.
1: You know, yeah, to build tighter bonds within the community in a small group setting.
0: Um, well, thank you. We're gonna work on that. I think it's something that we can continue. We're gonna work to go on, on to it, bro. To. We're gonna work on thank it. It's definitely envision, but, um, you know, obviously, and, and then you know, we we just put put a location closer to you.
1: Yeah, definitely Wesley Chapel, man. Um, about
0: 15 minutes from here. So, we, if we were 15 minutes closer to you, would that make a big difference?
1: Well, then you'd be somewhere near like USF. Well, I think New Tampa, Wesley Chapel, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Cause they got to be so. So it would be 15 minutes and then 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, roughly we're about a half hour away.
0: But um, okay, it's great news. I'll work on that. All right. Yeah,
1: there's not a lot of competition up there, and I think there's a ton of people working from home. All these <laughs> suburbs that are.
0: It's great. It's to, all right, right. All right. Well, so we're, 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 thank you for that one degree adjustment and movement. That's awesome. It's huge. Well,
1: yeah, you're not, you're not inventing anything new. You're just, um, kind of taking, taking a round table type. Yeah. Meeting into your own.
0: You know. We got a space for it though. So totally it, do. yeah, We got the space <laughs> for it. Why. It was designed for it. Um, well, David, yep, love you, bro. Love you too. Thanks for man. being thank our, for our very first own. member of Cress. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome, man. You're, uh, you're, uh, you your name's gonna go on the wall. I'll be like, hey, who was the first guy? Well, David, David was, um, and uh, and so I'm honored. Thank you for investing in this vision, this idea. I'm always What's blown away when, when guys invest in my vision that when I'm wacky and crazy, and you know, hey, so I appreciate
1: that. I love the fact you took this on because it's not this isn't a small thing. Right? Oh, dude, so. this
0: has been one of the most stressful yeah. experiences because I was living a good life being a, like a solopreneur. I love real estate. Talk about freedom, man! That was great. But this was like for me. It was like, yo, how do we, like like this conversation is just fuel to my soul, good. to you know how how do I empower a, a guy who's a young entrepreneur? You just went out on your own, man and bro, you killed it this first year. Yeah. So I'm very proud of you and very honored to have you as a founding member and the the first founding member of Crest. So, um, did you like this podcast? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think I'll stick around. You stick around. There we go. <laughs> uh, I always thank you to Ryan uh, for shooting this. He's doing all the editing. Um, he owns his own uh, production company, uh, Simar. Simmer? Either way, we'll throw that out there. Um, again, thanks for tuning in to Let's Get Coffee. I'm Jeremy Vanderloop here at Crest Community. Uh, come visit us online and come visit us, visit us, visit us in person and uh, be a part of our growth with us. See you guys.